Clear Shots number 37 is brought to you by Pinecast.com. As always, Pinecast is an easy-to-use podcast hosting site that lets you post your show to the leading podcast platforms, including Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and more. Sign up for Pinecast today using the promo code R-63F8FB. You're going to get 40% off your first four months. We use it, and it's awesome. We only pay 5 bucks a month. If you have a podcast or are thinking about starting a podcast, there's no better place to do it than Pinecast.com. Again, visit Pinecast.com and use the code R-63F8FB to get 40% off your first four months. Today's episode is just me and Jake, and uh, it's a little bit longer than usual. Um, we did our football show beforehand. You got that yesterday. And uh, so we'll just hop right into it. Don't give them clear shot. Don't give them clear shot. Don't give them clear shot. So, uh, this is like, it's kind of weird now not doing a football episode. Mm-hmm. I watched, um, did you see the new Red Dead trailer? No. It looks pretty cool. I like it's. It's basically what they showed in the first one, the first gameplay trailer. And they're like making a lot of shit really dynamic. Like it's open world, but like they're doing. They said like you can just kind of fall into certain activities on accident. Really, which is kind of cool. And they also made it so like a lot of the NPCs are interactive, so like they remember like your decisions and things like that. I think they're gonna do a good job with that game. I don't know. I don't think they've showed anything about the online mode, but I'm sure there's going to be one. They don't want people to get pissed off right away. Right. They want people to get pissed off two months in instead. Yeah. Did Did GTA Online launch with the game, or was it? Did they have like a? It was like a month later. Yeah, I thought so. Kind of like a staggered release type thing. Mm-hmm. Because Destiny does that with their raids, they do they wait like a couple weeks before the raid or after their DLC or their game comes out or whatever. I think that's a good move. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you because like I feel like there's a lot of people that would just jump right into the online too, which kind of be all that they played. Yeah, yeah, and and I think with their campaigns with fucking Rockstar's campaign modes, they're just really good. So mm-hmm. I just hope that you don't have to farm. <laughs> in this game for five hours and then go to Mexico for 20 hours. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I... I don't uh, even know who the main character is. Road Doll, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Isn't that a writer? The, he, he, the wrote, uh, he wrote a bunch of kids Yeah, one books. of those books for uh, high schools. Pretty sure he did uh, Where the Wild Things Are and Where the Fly Went <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Of Mice and Men. Uh, <laughs> what I a weird he, ass I name! I think he did the first Harry Potter book. Is it Rolled Doll? Rolled Doll, or something? How the uh, hell do you fucking R O A L D D A A H L? I was like, I remember somebody mentioned his name when I was younger, and I was like, "What did oh, you?" Oh, he did say? scary stories. Scary, <laughs> scary, scary stories. Scary. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Rolled doll. Rolled. British British novelist. British fucker. 
Short story writer, poet, screenwriter, and fighter pilot. <laughs> what? That's a good Was resume. everyone from that time period a fighter pilot? They had to have been. I'm pretty sure. That's all that was going on back then. <laughs> everyone was fighter pilots. Like, <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. What was going on back then in the 20s, 30s, and 40s? Fighter piloting. Yeah, that that's what you did was fighter pilot. Yeah, so. <laughs> he also th- sold... Uh, more than 250 million copies of his books worldwide, so no big deal. I care more about the fighter pilot stuff. How come I know. We don't I feel know like, about that. I know. I feel like this is a. What kind of a pilot was he? Was he a good one? He was uh, in the Royal Air Force during the Second World War. He became a flying ace and intelligence officer, rising to the rank of acting wing commander. I don't know what any of that means because that's fucking not the United States. <laughs> yeah. He was born in Wales to Norwegian immigrant parents. What a fucking loser. Hmm. Nobody knew about him until the 1940s because he wrote a bunch of kids' books. That's what one ought to do after, you know, it's, <laughs> blowing up fucking planes in midair. It's weird because, like, you would think this guy would be known for being a fucking fighter pilot, which I feel like is more important to the world than writing a bunch of kids' books. But he didn't. We No one knew who he was until the 40s. That's just how the military is now. Even back then. It's like nobody fucking gives a shit about the individuals. Well, you if knew- everybody goes to support the troops, it's like, well, I don't know any of them, so. <laughs> <laughs> support the troops. All of them? All of the troops. <laughs> Who the fuck said that? Hannibal Burris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to support the troops. <laughs> like, all of them? Or, like, the troops, the troops as a concept as a, yeah. or the troops as individuals? <laughs> like... You an asshole, but I appreciate what y'all are doing, but you a dick, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's kind of right. It's like, if you don't know anybody, it's like, I mean, I it get it. It should be it. support like, your troops. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's what it should be. It's it like, be. I support the idea of yeah. the military. Support your troops. If you don't know any, then you don't have to support them. Cause what you do you support? support? How are you really supporting them, though? They like clapping. Yeah, I guess they, they like do. clapping. They like they like clapping when they come back. <laughs> yeah, they like that. They like hugs. Yeah, uh, Moscow. Mules. But when they're over there, do you really do they really know you're supporting them? You know. Well, you got them over there, didn't you? You paid your taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> be like, <laughs> they'd be mad. <laughs> it's kind of a weird situation. Like, <laughs> I mean, we. It's like they impact your life greatly, but they don't impact your life. You don't notice it. You know what I mean? No, it's the little things. Yeah. It's like uh, a... <laughs> Weird concept. It's like honeybees, dude. Yeah. Support so, the uh, bees. All I'm trying to say is support, support the bees. Support Roald Dahl. Support Roald Dahl. <laughs> what did he write? He wrote... Kids books. Kids books. He wrote scary I, stories to tell in the I, dark, too, didn't he? I don't he? even know. I, looked, I just looked him up and didn't look at any of the books because I was too caught up on the fact that he's a fighter pilot. <laughs> Because I, I remember hearing his name when I was young, in, in like middle school, but I was also like spending most of my time playing SmackDown. Shut your mouth! So yeah, that's all you need to do. Oh, he wrote James and the Giant Peach, Charlie and okay, the Chocolate Factory, a... Matilda, The Witches, Fantastic Mr. Fox, The BFG, okay. The Twits, George's Marvelous Medicine, and Tales of the Unexpected. Yeah. Okay. So he's a fucking god because yeah. he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he did. Yeah. Because Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, okay, you're already God. And then <laughs> James and the Giant Peach, like, okay, let's be real. That was one <laughs> of the best books ever. 
Matilda. I mean, come on. Fantastic like Mr. Fox. This guy's record, he's undefeated. Yeah. This guy's like literally undefeated. He's pound for pound, he might be the best in the world. He had he's blood, Conor McGregor, this he guy. He died of blood cancer. Did he? Mm. I didn't know you could do that. He got a picture with Patrice O'Neill. Oh, no, that's not Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> it's Patricia Neal. No, it's Hannibal Burris. It's Patricia Neal. Yeah. Um, but who did he's Scary Stories to the Dark? Who did Scary Stories? Scary Stories. Scary Stories. Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, Was that know. not the same guy? J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I feel like those are the only two authors that uh, like really mattered. He wasn't even involved. I could have sworn he did those. Oh, well. It was Alvin Schwartz. Did the oh, scary stories that to guy. Was he a fire pilot, too? Uh, no. Because that was around the fighter pilot time. Yeah, fuck him. No (laughs) fighter pilot, no legacy. You don't have to support him. No. Did you know that Roger That's how you support the troops, though, is you buy James and the Giant Peach. You buy, yeah. (laughs) You buy their books. Watch American Sniper. Yeah. Read James and the Giant Peach. (laughs) Don't read scary stories, tell in the dark, and fight pilots. He was just a writer. He didn't even do anything cool. You got to clap when they come home too. So they love they love the clap. Yeah. They love the clapping. It really gets them going. Now I support the troops. I support all the troops. <laughs> I love I love supporting the troops. I I do it all the time. You know the best way to support the troops. I've done a lot of business with the troops. I know what they like. Yeah, they like it when you clap. That's all they need. <laughs> that's that's it. Welcome home. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy over there? Who's that guy? All right, kick him out. Kick him out. Don't give him his jacket Don't back. Don't give him his jacket. Don't give him his jacket back. We got to drain the swamp. Buy all the books. <laughs> <laughs> Buy Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> do you think that's Trump's favorite book? What do you think Trump's favorite children's book is? What do you think? What book do you think? What book do you think is Baron? Baron reads to him every night before he goes to bed. Like, what if Trump <laughs> is like Baron? Uh, hey, Baron, we're gonna read a bedtime story. Oh, that's more Jewish, really. That's Jewish Trump. Yeah. But what do you think? I don't know. It's a tough one. If if Baron was like, Dad, I really want. I think he's to simple enough to where uh, I think a Dr. Seuss book would do it for him. You know, like if Baron was like, I love you. Right. I uh, grab like, the like one think, with the cat and that. I love cats and hats. I love hats and cats. Yeah, yeah. I think he likes the one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. You that's know. how he. I think he goes with any of them. Yeah. Really, I think it's uh, that's one of those situations. And then he, you know, obviously he graduates to the Grinch around Christmas time, and I think that's his thing. You know, I think the the, I think the rhyming scheme, you know, c- keeps his mind off of things. You know what I mean? I don't think it's uh. Do you think he likes an A B A B or do you think he likes an A B A B C A B A B C A B A B C rhyme scheme? Uh, think he's a classic guy. Or do you think he likes to mix it up a little bit, throw in some thratcha sauce in there? No, I think he he's pretty straight. Pretty straight A B A B. I think he's pretty straight. Would yeah. you have a beer with Donald Trump if he asked you to? I mean, yeah, for sure. I'd read him a couple, couple of stories or whatever. You know, what kind of he doesn't drink alcohol, but do you think he? What kind of beer do you think he would like? He's, uh, I mean, probably something just fucking American as shit. Something from Milwaukee, you know? <laughs> something just Milwaukee classic. ice. Yeah. Or maybe just a fucking bush, you know? I would have, I would want to shotgun a natty daddy with the president. Yeah. And then just talk about lizards. I mean, I'm, 
I don't know how serious he gets with it, you know. I don't think he drinks at all. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I don't think he does. Well. Maybe a glass of wine with dinner. Right, right, right. But even that, I don't think he drinks at all. He doesn't smoke, he doesn't do drugs. He should. I mean, I guess we could find, we should find out. We could probably Obama smokes pot, doesn't he? He said he did. He used to. He used used to to back back in his college days. That's why nobody likes him. Are you sure? I thought it was because he's black. <laughs> I thought that's why everybody fucking hated him. It's funny is like nobody really like was that passionate about hating him until Trump was in. Yeah, that's how it goes though. Nobody really. Hated I love how George just everybody's a fucking like expert political now. scientist now. Yeah, like all of a sudden, as soon as Trump got in there, everybody's like, I, I know politics, so don't talk to me about politics because I'll I'll fucking I'll <laughs> I'll run you into the ground. But they really don't know what they're talking about. No. I mean, I feel like if you bring up anything, they really don't have any depth of, of knowledge in what they're talking about at all. Well, I told you about the argument my parents got in, right? At dinner the other day, they went to Vona's. They were, my mom was pretty drunk. She had like three white Russians. So my dad's an accountant. My grandma's an accountant. And my grandma's boyfriend used to be the CEO of Pathfinder Bank, formerly an accountant. <laughs> my mother is a school teacher uh, for like special ed kids. She's like one of those wranglers or whatever you have in all the classrooms. Yeah. So they're drunk. They're feeling good. They start talking now, about she t- say, Is she allowed to say retard or no? She doesn't like saying retard, no. You can't. See, are you allowed to do it, though? Probably. I don't see why not. I feel like if you're a special ed teacher, you get some serious shit for saying it nowadays. Especially if you're on Twitter. Yeah, my mom doesn't even know what that is, I don't think. <laughs> so anyway, they were talking about taxes. And this is the, this is the extent of her political knowledge too too so just extrapolate this conversation about state taxes and just apply it to everything else that you think that she thinks she knows about (laughs) so they're talking about taxes my mom starts rambling she's like i don't even know why we pay taxes they're not even fixing the roads we didn't want tariffs the, the roads are destroyed why are we paying these taxes if the roads are destroyed and my dad's like well they have to they have to take they have to take the the roads apart to fix them yeah. Why do they have to do that? Why are we spending our taxes? They're not even fixed yet. They're still working on them. My dad's like, well, it doesn't, you can't fix roads instantly. You have to, it's a process. So then they got into school. She's like, well, I think that if, if you don't have any kids, you don't have to pay school tax. And my dad's like, well, if you did that, then everybody that had kids would just create their own colony and they wouldn't have to pay taxes. Right. And the roads would look great though. <laughs> it's what really matters. And stuff like that, like it's, it's like, it, it, like you like very simple concepts. You'll have, you'll have step one, step two. Okay, South Park. We're, we're gonna reference South Park again. The underpants gnomes. Step one, yeah, yeah. step two, and then step three is the question marks, and then step four is profit. profit That's yeah. literally how everything in her brain works. Yeah, she gets like the idea and then applies step one. And then has no idea what to do. How she knows get, what she wants to do, right? But she has no idea how to get there. There's it's, no problem solving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's nothing going on. It's funny. A lot of the stuff she says makes sense, but she just doesn't understand. <laughs> She's like Carl Pilkington from the Ricky Gervais show. <laughs> yeah. Is it raining outside? It's it's definitely raining. It's like pouring. I think because I can hear that shit. Fuck through the headphones. Yeah, it's it's pouring. But yeah, the. <laughs> The roads are definitely not fixed right now. They pulled up every road in the city, basically, yep. at the same time. It's so weird. They're like, hey, you know what? Every road needs to have a spot where it's being fixed. 
Virtually almost everyone has mm-hmm. a spot. It's fucking crazy. But they don't fix it. <laughs> like you see it, you see it all pulled up, but you never see people like actually working on the roads. No. They're just like magically fixed. Maybe she's right. Maybe they do just get magically fixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Cuz I've never seen it happen. Maybe it's like Roller Coaster Tycoon where you just click and it's like there and you lose $10 for each square. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like that's definitely how Billy Barlow thinks it works. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny that I used to play basketball with the mayor. We used to do a lot of things with the mayor. Yeah, that's true. He's like our age. I was in a battle of the bands with the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I did body shots with the mayor with some girl. (laughs) It's like, you know, I I assisted him with a couple layups, you know? It's like, I gave him a bounce pass or two. Why aren't you secretary of of this? Right. Why am I not treasurer or some shit? Like, what the fuck? He forgot his roots, man. He forgot the team. It's all right. We were a good team, too. It's a shame. It's what happens when you get into politics. Yeah. And everybody thinks they know everything in politics. Yeah. I mean, Trump was a solid basketball player until he got into it, you know? You know, behind the back crossovers the dude had handles <laughs> that was one of the things i could never dribble with my dribble with my left hand so like i would always do the 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 kind of juke move or whatever but i'd always go to my right and i think I, people would catch on to that you know because the only i couldn't i mean i could hit layups with my left hand but i couldn't dribble well with my left hand for some reason mm-hmm. i didn't practice it as much like, I had decent handles. It was just a matter of, like, going to my left was always my problem. And, I mean, I was always a guard until, like, later on when I was, like, just old enough to be in the league. But everyone else was, like, younger than me. So I was, like, a center, like, forward kind of guy. And at that point, it was so much fun because I was the best player on the team and I was just shredding everyone, like, blocking everything, <laughs> playing at the fucking uh, uh, the armory. And it was so weird in that league, too, because they'd have two games going on at once. Because they had two courts. Oh. Like, side by side. And you'd have two games. Worst idea ever. (laughs) But that was fucking, uh, it was pretty chaotic. Because you'd have, like, plays get stopped from the ball rolling over to the other court and shit. That's so awful. Stupid fucking move. But it's so much fun when you're taller than everybody and you know you're better than everybody. Mm. So you just fucking, like house like these little fucking kids like <laughs> it's almost not fair because you know that you're like just at the level where next year you can't play like you're just yeah. barely in i feel like that's what trump i feel like that's what trump thinks that being president is you know <laughs> like he's just at the point where like he's just just old enough to do it <laughs> but he can box everybody out and he's way better <laughs> Yeah, man. The fucking, it's just weird thinking that he's uh, the mayor. I mean, I don't even know, I didn't know he had any, did he have any experience in, like, any of that kind of shit? Like, how did he get elected? I don't understand. Maybe they just wanted somebody young, you know, like, maybe they just thought he was, because I don't remember him being involved in anything like that. Maybe he was behind the scenes. I don't know. But I don't even know how you'd get a, an involved in, He's already, in doing that kind of shit. 
he's already qualified to be a Supreme Court justice, if you ask me. I mean, he, what's funny is like you could see him in four years running for president. <laughs> mm. I think he has to. You have to be forty-five for president. Why like, though? I don't know. That seems like the worst idea, though. Like, I feel like the older people don't know what's going on now. No. Like, you want someone who's, who's, like, more in tune with current shit, not, like, the old ways. Like, I feel like that's what the problem is, is that we elect such old fucking people, and they have old concepts and old solutions for new problems. I don't know that that's the best way to go about it. But it's like a... Becoming president is such an odd concept. And it's too much for one person, I think. I, I've always felt like that is... Especially with the way the media is now. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like you can't even watch the news because it's either... Like, half the stations are all fucking sucking them off. Mm-hmm. The other half are calling them Hitler and a Nazi yeah. and telling them he has to be fucking executed in the street. Well, it's weird because none of the... It seems like every... uh campaign is just talking shit about the other candidates whereas like all they do is go this is what my opponent has done wrong they don't ever go this is what I'm gonna do and this is why it's the right thing to do instead of that they go they they basically talk shit about the other candidates on these commercials and then they're like paid for by whoever my fucking opponent is or whatever whoever their opponent is it's like they just and they all look the same. All those commercials. Oh look yeah, exactly it literally looks like there's it's a black fucking, and white shots of the other the opponent basically it's in a courtroom, and then there's yeah. documents from like fucking clip art, yeah. and then the next one is like a crying family from the Great Depression, and yeah. then the next one is like sunshine and a landscape of a suburb in Seattle, yeah. and then it's a person. It's a picture of the person that's that the ads Talking about shit, yeah. with their with, with their color arm, with color with color vibrant with their, color yeah yeah like super saturated yeah tint. Tent sixty five, yeah. arms folded, in a spotlight. And, yeah, it's <laughs> like this is me. This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> it's like fuck. There should be term limits on people in fucking Congress. First yeah. of all, uh, I think that's fucking retarded. That senators and uh, representatives can can be a senator or representative as long as they want to. Mm-hmm. If the president can't do that, then you can't do that. Because there's literally people that have been in Congress since like the seventies. Yeah. And well, I think there should be a test. I mean, you, I think you need it. You should have to take a test to do any of that. And I think you should have to take a test to vote too. You know, you should you should show that you know what you're talking about. I like, think you shouldn't should be able to fucking vote for something that you don't know about. Yeah, like because then it's just a popularity contest, which it already is. <laughs> I think uh, you should. They should have voter IDs too, or at least yeah. just scan your fucking license or state ID or something. Mm-hmm. They were talking about how, or like they should have you like. They should do like a Rocket League tournament <laughs> and like well, the winning team, the winning talk- team gets to vote. <laughs> they were talking about how there were like over a million votes nationwide that were cast by people that were dead or cast by people that weren't even citizens of the U.S. Like if you're an illegal immigrant in California, you're allowed to vote. Yeah. They don't, they don't make you not vote even if you're not a real fucking citizen. How does that make any fucking sense? It doesn't make any sense. The whole thing needs to be revamped. It's crazy. Just fucking build the wall, dude. I think they need to just rebuild everything from the ground up. Except Lambo. Yeah. <laughs> Except Lambo. There's too much history. Yeah, there's too much history there. <laughs> oh man, I would love to go there, dude. Be crazy. 
I feel like people say like when you go in there, you can like feel all the games that were played there. <laughs> like you remember all of it immediately, even though you never saw it. It's because they <laughs> pump LSD through the vents. Yeah, they might. They should. It's such a classic field, though. You know, it's like grass. It's not fucking turf. And it's just all like old school. Mm-hmm. I. It's weird, too. They have like a lot of rain delays in the NFL now. And they used to just play in the rain. Like, that's kind of what football is. Play in whatever the fuck's going on. Yeah. I don't care if it's a fucking tornado. Fucking... Ever since, I think ever since that kid at Notre Dame died. Oh, yeah. Remember that a few years ago? He was filming the team and there was a windstorm. Ah, he was asking for it. I mean, you know he should have I mean? left. He should have been, yeah. He should have thought, yeah, he should have thought twice about it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, you're, it's it's your own risk. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to take responsibility. <laughs> but the players have to play. They're making millions of dollars. When you're making that much money, dude, like, I don't understand how any of these guys are complaining about anything, really. Like, you got nothing to complain about. You're making multiple millions of dollars a year to play a game. And I get that it's a rough game and shit, but it, come on. You've done it your entire life. That's all you know how to do anyway. If you want to fucking, if you went, <laughs> if you wanted to make a fucking pancake, you probably wouldn't know how to do it. Like, you, you probably wouldn't know how to make a PBJ sandwich, like, let alone fucking do any other mundane job. Because all you've done your entire life is play football all the yeah, way through high school and then through college. And then now it's your fucking job and you're making millions of dollars. It's like the people with like the intricate jobs don't make that money. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of funny when you think about it's it. It's like crazy. That. It's really crazy how much people make in, in professional sports in general. Like LeBron James is going to be worth a billion dollars by the time his... I think he is worth a billion dollars right now. Oh, for sure. I even mean, f- even with like the shit he starts on the side, you know, like <clears throat> companies that he starts. Yeah, he started a pizza chain that's apparently huge. Right. And a lot of them just put their names on these things, you know. It's yep. like, uh, here's a restaurant. Well, my name's on it. I've never been there in my life. You know what's my crazy, though? On it. I make money off of it. Solo sports. Golf, tennis, uh-huh. NASCAR. Dude, tennis players... Golf. I was reading the uh, for tennis. Well, UFC doesn't. UFC doesn't. They don't pay their fighters enough. No. That's the problem. I think they would make a lot of money too. They, but it's like boxing where you make as much as your fight is worth. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good you are. It's about how big your. Brand it's like is. it's almost a commission. Yeah. You know. Tennis players make a shit ton. Yeah. I think tennis players make they like uh, Djokovic just won one. That dude's not unbelievable. Yeah, him and Federer. Federer and, is like a once in a lifetime dude, though. Like for any sport like, ever. Yeah, like he's literally yeah, like been top three. Yeah. since like two thousand. Like he's a guy that like even if you don't like tennis, you have to watch because he's a guy that you're never gonna see. People aren't gonna see someone like him again for a long fucking time. There's dudes that like just are like that, and we've been um, lucky in the NBA to see LeBron and MJ in the same like couple of years. And Kobe. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant is going to go down as one of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, basketball, but now it's like... Basketball is a weird sport, though, because basketball is, like, heavily influenced by, yeah. like, the media. Well, it's also weird and, because now and, you have so many players that are good like that, that it, like, impacts how, how much of a legacy each one leaves. Yeah. You know? That's my problem with basketball is I don't... I like team sports, but I don't like team sports where literally... 
the best player makes it. Yeah. It doesn't matter who his it's coach is. It's almost an indiv- individual kid. sport, too. Yeah. It's, and, like, I saw an argument today about it. There's always, like, whenever the NFL season starts up, there's at least two posts a day on the NBA subreddit about how the NFL is either going to become the worst sport ever or how the NBA is going to become the most popular sport ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, the NBA is, like, I think one of the more popular sports globally. But as far as America goes, America couldn't give half a shit about it. Yeah. But, like, somebody, my dad was telling me, he was on, my dad's on Reddit now, by the way. (laughs) Big mistake. He was telling me that, uh. Reddit's weird now. It's like, they reformatted it, like, so that it, like, is almost like a social media. Yeah, I saw that. Like a Facebook kind of thing. You do it on your computer? It looks like. On that and on their app is, like, you kind of scroll through it like a Facebook, basically. Yeah, it looks like shit. Yeah. But uh, my dad was saying he saw this post that the Thursday night football game between Cleveland and New York had better ratings than the entire NBA finals put mm-hmm. together. Yeah. <laughs> the entire finals. That's what I mean. It's almost an individual game now. Yeah. And it's so boring. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The season doesn't matter. It's and crazy. Like, I mean, hockey... Jordan came along at the right time. Like, Jordan was in the league where, like, there were big dudes, big names, but it wasn't. there wasn't a Michael Jordan. Now it's like you got fucking three Michael Jordans and none of them are really going to leave the Michael Jordan legacy because there's fucking three of them watering it down at the same time. You got to come along at a time where like no one's doing what you're doing or you're just that much better than everybody. Right. Yeah. And that's you know? what he he was. Yeah, I mean, he was that's, that much that's better what fucking Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt were, too. Mm hmm. And, uh, like, Michael Jordan, I knocked him for the longest time. That's part of the argument, though, is that he didn't have other guys that were as good as him. Which is really stupid when you think about it, because he played against so many Hall of Famers. Yeah. He played against the Bad Boy Pistons. He played against... He played against some of the legends. Shaq. He played Shaq, like, every year in the playoffs when Shaq was in his fucking early, like, younger athletic prime. Yeah. Charles Barkley was around. Yeah. I just, I really think Irving I, was around, dude. There's like, uh, uh, really like that era. Fucking, um, Muggsy Bogues, <laughs> Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, Garnett. Yeah, I mean, there were some fucking big names around then. You can't really make Garnett. an argument Jesus against Christ. that shit. David Robinson. Well, when did Garnett come into the league? He's been around forever. Seven. He retired a few years ago. Yeah, he's, he was in there for a long time though. Mm-hmm. See, that's the basketball I miss. I miss when it was physical. I miss. <laughs> Fuck it. I miss. Uh, I miss the Pistons with Ben Wallace and Chauncey Billups. I miss the Spurs with the with Duncan and Parker and Ginobili. I miss Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. I miss Allen Iverson. You know, I don't like how basketball now is well, literally. It's a game just... you can play for a decent amount of time. Yeah. Know? I just don't like the way it is how so many of these guys now, instead of giving a shit about their team, give a shit about their brand, Mm -hmm. which makes the NBA look stupid. Yeah. They were arguing. I saw people arguing, and I was going to comment, but I didn't want to get banned from NBA again because it happens like once every three or four (laughs) months because I make a bunch of stupid fucking comments. But uh, there was a... there's a guy saying, he goes, well, uh, LeBron has more followers than, than everybody else in the NFL. It's like, okay, who the fuck cares? Like, are people watching him play? No. Pe- most people that know who LeBron James is. Like, they don't give you a handicap in the score 
yeah. for having a certain number well, of followers. Well, he has the most Instagram followers. Well, Lionel Messi has has twice that, and Ronaldo has double what Lionel Messi has. And who gives a shit about their fucking social media, dude? Yeah. It's like, what are they doing? Are they looking good? Yeah, they're playing great. LeBron's the best player I've ever seen play. You know, Messi and Ronaldo are great, even though apparently Ronaldo is about to go down for rape. <laughs> that he like admitted to. Oh, did you see that? To, that's the way to do it. Is just I'm gonna to... I'm gonna put a pin in that for a second. But yeah, it's like with and with football, we got so spoiled with uh, Brady and Manning, and then you had a few years of Carson Palmer, and then you had like Chad Pennington, yeah. Cole Pepper, McNabb, and then Breeze, Rivers, Manning, Roethlisberger came in. I mean, really, it's social media that changed it, though. And it's like because it, back in the day with Jordan, you would just see him play; like he mm-hmm. would just go out there and play. You wouldn't see any of the other shit off off the court. And if you Michael know, Jordan if you if you did. It, if you did, he'd be in fucking trouble. Michael Jordan? Yeah. Dude, he was a bag gambling and a half and shit. of shit, dude. Yeah. He is such an asshole. Yeah. And I love that about him. Kobe's the same way. That's the thing is that it would be so much different had he, had even if there was social media, even if he wasn't on social media, people would blow up about certain things. Yep. I think, honestly, if you don't Michael even Jordan have to played be nowadays, he'd still, be the, he'd still be the best. Yeah. If you had Michael Jordan from the 90s, back when they were, like, literally checking each other He was the changing court. the game completely. Yeah. He was, that dude was averaging, like, 38 points a game. I mean, he literally made the game what it is now. Like, yeah. he changed the, he, he changed the way it's played. It went from, it went from a traditional five-on-five basketball game where each player does their own thing. Mm-hmm. And you have like one, maybe two stars if you're lucky. Yeah. And then it went from Michael Jordan being the superstar, and then you had two or three stars behind him. And now you have teams like the Warriors, where the entire team is superstars, and their bench has a stupor, has a has a star on it. And it's just like I just I liked I liked basketball when it was competitive. Like even though yeah, that's you, the biggest. You kind of had a you kind of had an idea of who would win every year. But this, what is it? LeBron has been in the finals for 10 straight years now, nine straight years, eight, eight straight years. He won two with Miami and won one with Cleveland. He's lost the five other ones. It's like, I can beat this like a fucking, like it's a dead horse, but like I've said it so many times that like, I can't really get into basketball just because of that. Because even with baseball, you know, who's going to be good, but it's not, it's not guaranteed. And you don't have one player that can carry you. Yeah, otherwise the Angels would be number one every year. Right, because Mike Trout's out of his mind. And if it was like that in football, the Packers would win every year because they have Aaron Rodgers. Right. And like people It would be go, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady every year. Yeah, people go, well, Tom Brady is this... It's like, yeah, but Tom Brady also has the greatest fucking coach and the most hands-off owner of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Robert Kraft loves football. He just wants to watch his team do well. And he's like, fuck it, Bill, do whatever you need. Yeah. You know, you want to cut this guy that we love, that the whole team loves, second second best-selling jersey on the team, you want to trade him for a couple picks? Fuck it. It's going to get us to another Super Bowl. Well, I mean, Jordy Nelson jerseys. Yeah, it works. <laughs> and it's like... It, Christian it, just got a, a Jordy Nelson jersey, like, not did. that long ago, and then they, <laughs> they got rid of him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Like, and then uh, it's just, it's a Willie Nelson jersey. Just say yeah. that. Just say it's a Willie Nelson jersey. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Like, I really, it's almost as if uh, a lot of basketball fans are younger too. I've noticed. Yeah. Well, I would get into basketball if it wasn't so fucking predictable. Yeah. Like it really is, and you don't even have to watch it to know. Just I just watch the highlights mostly. That's about it, and I'll watch like you know. 
I watch SU basketball, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch Syracuse if they're, I'll, like, playing well. Yeah, and even college basketball is more competitive because it's an actual team yeah, sport. Like, very yeah. rarely do you have a guy, like, th- this you year don't. it's going to be you, Zion Williamson for Duke. Yeah, but you don't even really get it to that level. Yeah. Like, he, he's not, you don't have a guy that's fucking just a, a head over world, heels I think the everybody. last time that a team had a total world beater was Anthony Davis, and that yeah. was, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago. Yeah. Before that was probably Mello, where Mello just dragged that SU team kicking and screaming to the fucking championship. Mm, yeah, he definitely carried that fucking team. But he had a supporting cast, you know? Yeah. And it's stuff like that. It's like, you know, basketball, they're, they're talking about, the, those guys were talking about, they're like, well, when you think of the Cowboys, you think of the Cowboys. But when you think of the Lakers, you think of LeBron and Kobe. It's like, does that make it better? Is that an argument in your favor? But no, you don't, though. Like, I feel like... Even in football, you think about a player. Most of the time, it's a quarterback, and if you're a running team, maybe it's your running back. Yeah. But when you think about Dallas, you would think about Tony Romo back in the day. Well, not even back in the day, a couple of years ago. Yeah. But you, you know, now you think about Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott, or you think when you see the Packers logo, you think Aaron Rodgers, or just like you would Brett Favre. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like you still do have that one player. That's he's like the head of the team. He's I think a, I think just for some reason, like a lot of and like I know for a fact, uh, most NBA fans are like younger. They're all teenagers. It's just that in in and basketball, that's why they give so much a shit about the social media thing. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's what they're on all the time. Yeah. And I hate this whole you know I'm talking down on the generation because I'm on Reddit all the time, but it's like I remember back then I was on Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and I was following whatever these athletes were doing, and it's like, do I really give a shit? No, you don't. You really don't. No. Well, it's just something to do. Like, yeah. It's kind of sad. And you can do it whenever you want, from wherever you want. And your phone's always on you nowadays. So yeah. it's like, you can just Shit. pull it up and fucking know. boom. Like, there. Now you have access to, essentially, you have act like a direct line to any of these people. Like, you can send a tweet to these people mm-hmm. if you really want to. And whether they reply or not, obviously, it's a different story. But I think that direct streamline is like a crazy fucking thing that we've never had before. I agree. But in basketball, it's one player can impact things so much better. And it's the same way, like, because obviously when you think of the Bulls logo, you think of fucking Jordan, you know, back in the day. Or you think of, if you see the Warriors, you think of a specific, like, you think of, even if it's not a specific player, you think of a specific group of players. You know, it's associated with the jersey. It's associated with the logo. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's weird seeing Adrian Peterson with the Redskins. Because when you think of Adrian Peterson, you think of the fucking purple. And you think of the fucking Vikings logo. It's like if, if Aaron Rodgers was playing for some other team, it'd be weird to see him not in green. Mm-hmm. Unless he went to the Jets. Then he'd be in green. It's a different green, though. That's a weird green. It's yeah, like, that's like gay. Green. It's like forest green. Forest Griffin. But it's yeah, like, it's, it's just with basketball, you can impact the game as one pro, as one player. Yeah. In football, you can't do that. You do have a star player, but it doesn't mean your team's going to be the best. Mm. I mean, look at fucking uh, the Patriots right now. I mean, Tom Brady's one of the best players in the league, but they're not fucking the best team in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, it does go. I think social media is fucking crazy about some of that shit. Yeah, it's I just get it gets annoying. But like I said, even if you're not on it, shit about you gets out, and and it's all going through social media. So and it blows up so fast, it comes out faster than you would on like, because 
you know, even fucking 20 years ago, people would only hear about things through the fucking news. Mm -hmm. And obviously that can be filtered pretty easily. The internet can't. I mean, it can, it can be censored, but not necessarily filtered. Because when something's posted, it doesn't go through like a bunch of channels before it's out there. Mm-hmm. It's out there fucking instantly. instantly. And you can't really get rid of it. No. No, because now it's like people are so quick on the internet that like as soon as something's posted, it's screenshotted, it's mirrored. It's archived. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's there. Um, I actually saw today there was a fucking, there was a leaked footage of this Harry Potter game that came out or yeah, is going to come it out. It looks pretty cool. It looks really cool. Yeah. And... It's like it got pulled, blocked immediately from on YouTube, but it's like it's just mirrored. So anybody can just go fucking see it anyway, as long as you have that link to it. It's like it doesn't matter if you fucking block something with copyright. It's like it's still going to be out there. And I mean, even with that is weird, too, because you can doctor screenshots. You know, you could make it look like somebody said something they didn't say. So the internet's like not trustworthy, but at the same time, in it, it's it's a real time channel to, to to what's going on, yeah, to what's happening now. Um, it's very because uh, you know with the news you can just you don't know what to trust because you don't know. Number one, who's saying it? I guess matters a little bit. Yeah, well, we watched that video of the fucking Sinclair broadcasting, right? How it was Sinclair broadcasting owns like hundreds of different news sites. Mm-hmm. They all go through the same fucking text. Yeah, like the same template for every article, everything that happens. It's fucking creepy. Yeah, it's very um, selective about what can be broadcast, and because of that, people get very. Sp- specific point of view. Yeah. And you wonder whose perspective that is, too. Obviously, it's the head of the that company that's doing that. And for whatever reason, they could be influenced by politics. They could be paid off, you know, pretty easily. If you have a direct channel to the head of a fucking network, like, I'm assuming Fox News is like that. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the Republicans have some sort of direct channel with the head of Fox News, and they're able to just put out what they what helps their brand essentially. And that's it goes back to the same thing. It's building your own brand. Uh, that's what the Republicans do. That's what the fucking Democrats do. I they're trying to I build a fucking team. Any of it anymore? No, you can't. And I think that's a big thing. Is like we want. I think people want it more than ever to be not a two party system, and it's, it can't happen because we don't have control over that. They do. It's it's um an unwinnable battle. You can't really, as the people, it's not really the people's choice anymore. No. And that makes you think, was, was it ever, you know, that's what makes you think that. Right. But there's always, it just seems like we always put someone dumb in as president. And the reason it seems like that is because it's too difficult of a job for one person to handle. Mm-hmm. And that's why every fucking president looks like an idiot. And that's why people always say the president's a fucking idiot. It's like uh, just a running gag because they always seem like an idiot. It doesn't matter how fucking smart you are. I mean, you could be a fucking Elon Musk and go in as a fucking president, be as smart as Elon Musk is, and fuck things up because you can't control all of what that... It's There's too much. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking United States. There's too much to fucking handle as the president. It's an impossible job. So you have 50 states. You have like over 30 counties in each state. 
You have like three to six cities you and towns and all these county. branches of government that you're overlooking, essentially. Yeah. There's too much, plain and simple. And people blame the president because he's the the fucking top of the tier. He's the Meg. He's the Meg Griffin of the yeah. United States. <laughs> yeah. They're essentially a fall guy. You know, when they sign up for that job, they know they're going to take the blame. That's why Trump is so polarizing because because he he, he doesn't ha- fucking care. Yeah. Like if somebody well, he's gonna- done that his entire life, he's been criticized. Yeah. So he knows he's going to get criticized and he just goes with it and fucking does what he did wants you see to do. What he, did you see what he said to that reporter the other day? Uh, I think so. There was a reporter. She was from CNN. She goes, uh, he's like, uh, does anybody have any other questions? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. she was like, Oh, I do. Uh, my name is such and such from CNN. Oh, sorry. Uh, let me think for a second. I can't think of my question. I'm yeah, not really thinking right now. And he goes, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I know people like you. You never do. Yeah. <laughs> just... You know, it's probably cause she wrote something bad about him yeah. within the last fucking year. <laughs> and it's, excuse me. Like, what do you mean? Excuse me. Like, it's all like, even if, even if it was a Fox news representative, he doesn't even like, I feel like the thing with Fox is that he even trashes them. He trashes everybody. He basically the way he sees it, it's so black and white, which is the most polarizing thing you can be. Yeah. Is he's basically like, if you don't hear it from me, then it's how can you believe it? If you don't hear it from me, then what does it matter? But how can you believe shit from him too? That's the thing. Yeah. That's another thing is like he wants you to just believe him everything he says, which you really can't do that. Yeah. Especially when he doesn't think about a lot of things he he doesn't think about consequences of things that he tweets out. And I think that's part of the problem. Especially early on he was saying a lot of ridiculous shit and yeah. people were like, Well, <laughs> this guy's out of his mind. <laughs> like he doesn't I think a lot of people are like that, are like he is. Oh yeah, they I think most same, people are like that. Yeah, I think a lot of people have the exact same type of personality. But I think he's more eccentric about it. I think he's more outspoken about it and I think he doesn't think about consequences when he says things. And no. I don't think a lot of people do. But I think um, that's what it is. I think um I think the, if you believe in what you say, you shouldn't be scared of the consequences. I think that's right. where it comes down. It comes down to integrity, really. Yeah. It's like if you really, if you really, really believe that what you're saying ought to be heard or ought to be right, whatever, yeah. then who cares what other people say? It's like as if you're you gonna, right. yeah, if you're gonna say something crazy, fucking go with it. Yeah, Just roll with it. Don't fucking go back on it like a lot of fucking brands. You know, Netflix was saying, um, you know how Segura had that bit uh, about how you can't say retard and all that shit. Yeah, and people were going crazy about it because they didn't like it. Well, Netflix defended him. And Netflix was like, well, look, this is comedy. We understand that, like, this is the entire idea. You can say whatever you want as a comedian because it should be understood that it's in the form of a joke. Yeah. Like, it should be, language should convey intent versus, like, it shouldn't be taken literally all the time. People do that, though. And I think I'm, I'm, it's good on Netflix for doing that. Because a lot of companies are going to roll over and be like, we apologize for Tom Segura, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to pull his content and all that shit. Because people overreact now. But Netflix is like, fuck you. This is what we do. Like, this is what comedians are. 
we respect just his don't fucking right. watch it i don't understand exactly I how much i don't understand they why. even said that they were like there's x amount of other things to watch on netflix you don't have to watch this like if it's if it upsets you'd stop watching it that's it I, that's that's the one thing i don't like people look out nowadays to get upset about something i think if it upsets you it's it's on you like it's your problem yeah. like obviously you're uncomfortable with something and that's i think that's an issue you need to look within like you need to look at yourself instead of the fuck is that it's probably a fruit fly of some sort fuck them probably follow me back from my house <laughs> but yeah i think you just need to look at yourself before you start criticizing other people for, mm-hmm. for things like that and i think if you get defended i think or if, i think if you get offended by something nowadays you just have thin skin and you just want something to complain about i think that's what it is for most people now yeah that's the thing i'm dealing with my sister is just full on like die hard left not left leaning like left left like sleeping like she she's not leaning this way she's leaning yeah. like 180 degrees flat left I wonder if and it's uh, like every day every day is just well, whether she went to McDonald's or went to Walmart or had class or like got a comment on a Tumblr post every day is just like well he said this about me and he said this about me being a woman said this to me about being white said this to me about wearing glasses said this to me about getting it's like who the fuck cares we get it you're upset nobody gives a fuck it's not going to change what happened. Yeah, people are assholes. Welcome to reality. Yeah. You can literally be the nicest person in the world ever to everybody, and people will still hate you. Yeah. Yeah, it You could matter. be the juiciest, ripest, most perfect peach ever, and you will still find somebody that fucking despises peaches. Yeah. You well, know what you I could mean? Be so, yeah. People, some people don't like people because they're nice people. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. You know, it's shit like that. It's like, yeah, that guy's a dick. Oh, yeah, I can't believe your classmate said that. That's stupid. Yeah, but you, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to pat you on the back because yeah. you got upset about a sentence. How many sentences do you hear in a day? You got, you ruined your day you over pick one. pick that one out. Really? Yeah. You fuck. Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> it's people like that that piss me off so bad. Like, I fucking, I work with a bunch of high schoolers at work at night. Because the, they all work the part-time shift, like the three-hour shift, so it's always high school kids on at night. Right. And it's a fucking shit show. Oh, my God, this person said this to me on Twitter, and then I got on Instagram, and then I got saying that thing about me, and I just don't want to do. Sh- Fucking shut it off. It's all about retweets Fucking and shut it off. Retweets just don't even follows, pay attention man. to it. It's fine. Trust me. Shit, man. Yeah, it sucks that somebody would say that, but if they don't say it to your face... Who cares? They're not going to yeah. say it to your face. They're going to say it online. That's the problem is they're not going to say it to your face. It's the reason they're saying this shit is because they know they have this filter in between them. And they know they're sitting behind a fucking laptop or a fucking their yeah. phone. It's just so stupid, dude. I can't stand it. Like, I don't. I remember just I was always a douchebag online because yeah. it was hilarious. I, would just, I think it was the anti-bullying thing that also fucking. I feel like that was one of the first ones. And because of that, like. People get really sensitive about any time you say something mean to someone, you know, like, I feel like you, you're almost not allowed to say things mean to people now because of that. No, my dad fucking, I I feel like one of the, the anti-bullying was one of the first things that came up. Yeah. My dad said the funniest fucking thing to me the other day and we brought it up to my family like the next day and I brought it up at work and everybody at work and my cousins and stuff are like, that's fucked up. And they're like, Uncle Chris, how could you say that? Or people at work like, how did you, how could your dad say that? And it was fucking hilarious. 
were mm-hmm. talking about this girl that's in my mom's kindergarten class, and she weighs like 95 pounds, which is a lot for a fucking five-year-old, apparently. And my, my mom's like, yeah, no, you know, she's just really, like she's like really fat. I mean, that's basically a little less than half of me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm whatever I am. I don't know, fucking 5'12". But, uh... 5'11", 5'10". 5'11", 5'12". I'll be a fucking lot of them, honey. But, uh... So it was fucking hilarious. So we're talking, and I'm like, oh, that is that really a lot for a kindergartner? And my mom's like, yeah, I mean, Monique probably weighed like 25 pounds in kindergarten, maybe 30. Right. And I go, well, Dad, how much did I weigh in kindergarten? And he goes, I don't know, like fucking 200-something. Because <laughs> he knows I'm like trying, like I'm sensitive about my weight. I'm always trying new things to lose weight. And it was so fucking funny because he was just looking at his phone. He's just scrolling. I don't know, he fucking weighed like 200-something. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. You got to learn to laugh at yourself. Yeah, People I, thought don't. It, I thought it was fucking fu- Like if it was some dude I didn't know that said that, that'd be exactly. one thing. But it was my fucking well, dad. So well, it makes it hilarious. Is, yeah. Because he's sensitive about his weight too. Well, because if someone said that to someone else and you were observing it's fucking hilarious yeah but because it's about you that's when people get upset but yeah don't, don't, but it's like i said you gotta learn to laugh at yourself take like i don't think people people aren't comfortable enough with themselves is a problem no i don't think they like like if the ginger kid episode of south park came out today you'd probably get a bunch of, of kids fucking with red hair and freckles Getting bullied, retweeting and shit, yeah, and like and fucking protesting online. But back then, I don't think it was social media was a big thing back then. I don't know when it came out, but I know that I remember that episode came out like before I got my first cell phone. Yeah, and people started saying shit too, like even like, um. But I would, I don't give a shit. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Why would I be upset about something? We literally have a red haired girl in the kitchen that we call Ginger. That's her name now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But apparently that's a hate crime. But why, yeah, why should you get upset about that kind of shit? And it doesn't, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. People just need to let things roll off of them, so, and they, they don't do that. People don't handle things. No. I think it's a combination of people wanting to be upset and also not being able to handle things, like, verbally. I think people need to be, need to be more open-minded. Mm-hmm. And oh. bullies wouldn't be as much of a fucking thing if people would just fucking not care. Yeah. If and people I was, were more comfortable I, with themselves. People I remember, aren't. I remember my parents got mad at me. I, my sister got bullied a lot in high people school. People are just insecure, I think. My parents got mad at me because uh, they were asking me to give her advice. And I was like, well, don't make yourself an easy target. Right. You know, if you're getting made fun of for, you know, this isn't my sister. But, like, people I know, like, if you're getting made fun of for wearing, like, rainbow choker necklaces and, like, fucking weird clothes and you're dyeing your hair weird colors and you're getting made fun of for that, then either fucking defend yourself or just stop doing it. Don't just fucking sit there because the more you sit there and don't do anything, the more you're going to get fucking picked on. I think if you're getting picked on for what you wear, it's those people that are the problem, not you. Yeah, and exactly. You those that. people are pieces of shit. Like, I remember the only thing I got picked on in high school was that video of me getting knocked out in a Taekwondo tournament. <laughs> That's what happens like, in fucking combat sports. Yeah, and like, I got my, I got two concussions in like three minutes. Yeah. I should not have been let back in the fight, and they let me back in the fight. But, uh,. I remember I got made fun of incessantly by this, by like a group of kids. If Jesse was here, he would tell you the story because it happened that year. Uh, we you were, were like, you were like Kelvin Benjamin in that fucking. Did you see that hit? Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, you got knocked that. clean out. Yeah, it was fucked. 
But yeah, that was incidental up. contact too. It's like he's just going for the ball, and that's yeah. football. Like you get yep. hit and GG, no flag. Yep. But yeah, I got made fun of incessantly for that to the point where like the the popular kids in my school, like not even just freshmen, like sophomores, juniors, and seniors, put it on Daniel Tosh's website and almost got <laughs> me on the fucking show. I got second place. That's great though. And I thought it was hilarious. I was like, you know, at first I was annoyed by it, and then I realized how funny it was. Yeah. Like, uh, dude, it's embarrassing or something like, so it was embarrassing, it was embarrassing, but it was, it's funny in hindsight now. Like, yeah. I love when I see people from high school and they're like, dude, I remember that video of you getting knocked out. And then I'll like pull it up on YouTube at the bar and we'll watch it and laugh. <laughs> it's like, you know, yeah, you almost have to look at it like it wasn't you, you know, or look at it from a third person perspective. Yeah. Because that was so long. That was eight years ago. Mm-hmm. That that happened. doesn't matter when it was. I think you just got to look at it from yeah. a third person. I think you got to just, like, learn to laugh at yourself and learn to, like, everybody has faults, you know? Just accept them. Yeah. I mean, my fault was just having a magnet in my head, and his foot was made out of fucking iron, apparently. Right. He got me with a fucking spin kick, the heel to the temple. My entire side of the head was, like, purple right here. Because he hit right in the part of the helmet that doesn't cover there. Yeah. And then I ended up having to get those... It was wicked painful. I had to get stitches in my fucking lip because he kicked me so hard in the mouth that my gums ripped my gum or my my mouth guard ripped my gums and yeah. my lip apart, and I was just pouring blood out of my face. Was but it? I ended up winning like the a fight. plastic mouth guard because like, now the ones they have they're like composite. Yeah, yeah, they're, and like you put your teeth on it and then you like heat it up. That's the one do. I had, and you ch- bite you, down on you it. You boil it. You boil yeah, it for like yeah, two yeah, minutes, yeah. and then you it molds to your teeth. Yeah. It's so fucking weird, too. Yeah, but, uh, no, and I'm still friends with that guy, too. You know, the guy that knocked me out. He's, like, probably the best fighter in that generation mm-hmm. of, like, me and Paul Esden and Adam Scharf, and then it was Eddie Durang, Man. Tim Lyman, Rich Feistel, and Shaheen Garshab. People think that Eddie you, was probably, uh... like, the best out of all of us. Like, he wins national tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. But I'm one to know against him. So well, I'll tell you what, people think that um headgear and mouth guards do shit, but it's minimal. It's basically like you're still ta- like you're still feeling a lot of that shit. Yeah. It's basically even with sixteen ounce boxing gloves, you still feel that shit bad. It's basically the difference between a a, a serious concussion and a mild concussion. Yeah. And then the difference between <clears throat> me losing my front teeth versus well, me just getting stitches in my lip. It, it, it might even be worse because instead of just getting knocked out and having it be over, you're taking more. Yeah. And and with every punch, even with headgear, you're disoriented like immediately. And f- me, I feel like I took a lot of those because I used to box like with just random people and Christian would come over and we'd just box because we mm. had headgear and I still have gloves and shit. But even doing jujitsu and things like you, my, my, uh, like equilibrium is off, I think permanently. Uh, like when I get on roller coasters and things, like I get disoriented pretty quick, but like, it's not to where I can't do them, mm-hmm. but I noticed that it's not like it used to be where I could just handle it. No problem. Yeah. I have that same problem. I had that problem. I get dizzy fast. Darian Lake. I found myself like, uh, feeling it before you went. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like your whole sense. Of, it's not like your, I get your whole cr- center of gravity is off. Yeah. Last time I was at Cedar Point, I got motion sickness basically, 
but there's fucking 16 roller coasters or some shit, you know? So it's, you're doing it all day, but I know that back in the day I would have been able to handle that better. And maybe it's getting older too. Maybe that is yeah. part of it, but you know, it's not going to keep me from doing it. I find, uh, doing Taekwondo all growing up for like 13, 14 years. And then also going to like every local concert and every local metal show and everything, everything mm. loud. That didn't help me at all. My hearing is fucked. I think metal shows definitely didn't help my that. that my shit. hearing is fucked, dude. A lot of head banging. Oh and yeah. Being in a band too. My right ear, my left ear is decent. My right ear is fine, or my right ear is fucked. Yeah. And then uh, my left eye is fine. My right ear is, or my right eye is fucked. That's just from. I think that's from just getting hit in the head so many times, getting hit in the eye. Well, I was never in like a heavy metal band either, though. Like the heaviest was that one, one with yeah, and. I mean, there were definitely heavy parts to it, but it wasn't like fucking. I wasn't playing brutal death metal. Yeah, yeah, that's how I'm surprised that like, who's the guy from fucking Cannibal Corpse? God damn it, mm-hmm. uh, George Fisher. The, yeah, what's his nickname? Corpse Grinder. Corpse Grinder. <laughs> yeah, uh, how the fuck are they still doing it? And he still Decap- sounds. He still sounds the same. Yeah, do you listen? His to Cal- technique is amazing. Yeah, obviously, is. his his voice just doesn't fucking crack like he's just done it for so long and he perfected his voice to that point where like he can just do fucking death metal for his entire life probably he's not mm-hmm. Mikel Ockerfeld is what I'm saying no because Ockerfeld I remember watching the inhale the inhale is fucked with your voice yeah. really bad I remember watching Ockerfeld um and at a certain point he just you could tell his voice was going and then and now they're just not they don't do it anymore because he just has he didn't his perf his his I guess his technique just wasn't there and that's really important mm-hmm. I think people don't recognize how difficult it really is to well, do that. Well, it happened to uh, Chelsea Grin too. They just kicked their lead singer out because his voice was going. Yeah, I think people just think it's yeah it's just screaming. It's easy to do. It's hard. It's really hard. I don't think they try it either because no. as soon as they do, they know that they can't do it. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. You can whisper do it. That's easy. But when you actually do it projecting, you're going to hurt yourself unless you know what you're doing. It's hard to learn. There was a video I remember watching not too long ago about this guy walked around and after a show, a metal show of some sort, and he was like, give me your best metal scream. And he would do it to a whole bunch of people and they'd all be like, I I can't, I can't. Like a lot of them wouldn't even try it because they just knew that they couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, like that. (laughs) But then there was some guys that were just really fucking good, and he'd be like, how long have you been doing for? He's like, they'll be like 16 years, 8 years, 10 years. And it's like, yeah, these guys work at it because there's something to it. There's a technique to it, and you need a vocal teacher or something, and it's not something you can just learn. It's something you have to practice. It's one of the most difficult things, and I think in metal bands, it's almost like an instrument, another instrument. Who's your favorite, do you think? Screams? For screams, yeah. Um, I really like Joe Duplantier. Oh yeah. Uh, and I really like Tommy Giles from Between the Buried and Me. Now, I didn't like Between the Buried and Me at all when I first listened to him because of the screams. And I like, they grew on me so hard and mm. he has such a unique voice, I think, scream wise. It doesn't really sound like anything else. And it's the same with Gojira. I've always liked that. Like, I've always liked um, sort of a, how something stands out. Like, 
above the others. Like uh, Lamb of God, like you know, like Randy Blythe. Randy yeah, Blythe he's is my like, favorite. Him and him and the guy from Gojira. Yeah, like like name. you can tell that who it is, and they have a very unique sound. And I think Tommy had that same sound, and it appealed it appealed to me. I think uh, Ockerfeld had the same thing. Yeah. Um, I liked Ockerfeld because you could understand what he was saying while he was mm-hmm. screaming, and like it was so clear. Yeah. And Gojira is almost a yell and a scream at the same time. It's like a hybrid sort of thing mm-hmm. he does. I mean, he has he almost has like a pitch to it too. His is so um, incredible, really. Yeah. I, I, I immediately just think of Vacuity. Yeah. That's my favorite of, like, showing off his voice. Like, because each, each line he does, it starts off like a low and then accents every time. And yeah. it just sounds so crisp. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I can't, that, I'm not going to try and mimic, is... mimic his voice, but it's just like, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. If you've heard the song, you know exactly what well, I mean. Well, the thing is, they lean heavily on their drummer and their vocalist. Yeah. And the rest of the stuff isn't that difficult. I mean, you could learn if you've played guitar for like a year, you could learn any other songs. But I think vocally, I don't know that there's anybody that can do that. And I don't know that there's very many drummers that can hold up to something that Gojira's doing or Mashuga's doing. And they're bands that only metalheads know. That's yeah. the one thing I don't like about Meshuga is I really don't like their vocalist. No, I don't either. And uh, uh, Iron Thrones, I don't know if you ever listened to them before. Their vocalist is great. They, they're they the closest I've ever found. I'll show you one of their songs after this is over. Uh, they're the, one of the closest I've found to uh, I always thought Stu Block was one of the best vocalists I've ever heard because he... What's he from? He uh, was in a band called Into Eternity. Okay. And then he went to Iced Earth, I believe. All right, yep. And he, and into eternity, he would do screams. He would do screams. He would do growls. He would do uh, falsetto, like highs, like air raid sirens. He would do like regular, just pitch, you know, clean singing. And he was great at all of it. And then when he went to Iced Earth, Iced Earth is like a high pitch. Mm-hmm. That's just their style. So he stopped doing all the other shit. But when you listen to Into Eternity, it's really cool seeing his range as a vocalist because he can do really anything you could think of. I think another one that's good, I don't know if you ever listened to him. I really only like the one song by him, but... Uh... Limp Biscuit. No. Holy shit. The Black <laughs> Dahlia Murder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Death Mask Divine. I've only listened to a little bit of them. I never really got into it. It felt like it was another one of those, um, just a high pitched scream. I never really, I don't know. It never gr- pulled me in. It's one buddy Dan likes. He likes he likes Chelsea Grin, Black Dahlia Murder, Feeder to the Sharks. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking like that kind of that kind of like tech. It's like it's a weird type of tech. And they're screams like high pitched screams. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one he just showed me? Uh, oh my god, Fit for a King. And fit for an autopsy. Mm-hmm. So metal is a weird genre because it's 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 niche. It's very niche. Yeah. But uh, once you get into it, it's infinite. There's, there's so much there. I mean, there's always certain growls that you can pick out. Like I said, like I feel like with Cataclysm or something, you can tell that it's Cataclysm. Or All That Remains, you can kind of tell that it's All That Remains. Yeah. 
but I think that's one of the biggest things is being able to recognize a band based on their screams. Arch Enemy was like that too, because uh, there's very few female vocalists that can do it right. I think Angela Gasso was one of those, and they don't have her anymore. They have the chick from fucking some other band now. Shania Twain. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think it's Shania Twain. But like fucking, there's just uh, it's interesting watching female vocalists. And then there's that band, uh, there's that new band Ginger, that does uh, screams. She's pretty good too. But I felt like Arch Enemy was like really good melodic death metal with a female vocalist who could like pull it the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And you you almost wouldn't even be able to tell if you were just listening to him. But watching her perform is fucking awesome. And she does such a good crowd. Like, she's very good as far as crowd participation and controlling, like, uh... It, it comes down to whether or not... I love how we're listening to our own show on our show. I don't know why that fucking popped up automatically. It's because it was playing before, I think. Gotcha. But, uh, just crowd participation, she's very good at it. You know, there's there's bands that know how to grip the audience and yeah, like own the fucking crowd, and she can do that very well. There's also bands like um, Avenged Sevenfold that'll like a lot of their music's written for crowd participation. You know, like I think a lot of it is like, you know, they'll have sections that are meant for chants or clapping sections. They know yeah. they know like how to compose their music for that, and their their music isn't necessarily music like first. It's mostly performance first and I, show. First. I feel like they're probably a way better live show than they are. Dude, saw them live and it was actually really cool because they don't spare any expense on their fucking set. They put as much money as they can into their fucking backdrop and their stage presence, and I think that's what their appeal is. I think it's really like a a, a fan participation like type a fan of band. service. Yeah. And I don't personally like a lot of their music, but when you see them live, you're like, yeah. shit, they can do this shit. Like, they know what they're doing. They know what their target audience is. They know how their crowd is, and they appeal to that audience. And they do a good job with it. So you can't, you can't deny what their talent level is. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure they're a good band, but they're not my type of fucking metal if they're not they're if they're not your cup of tea they're your slice of bread right that's what my buddy chris told me about the suicide boys he's yeah. a big rap guy he's like they're not my favorite he goes but they're pretty cool mm-hmm. you know and i actually i've been trying to I, I seriously i'm trying to get so many people into them because i think they're just so fucking different yeah they're like a weird mix of like uh i mean there's certain bands that like i would want to see live but i don't yeah. care too much for like i saw i'd love to see nickelback live yeah, me too. Honestly, actually. like, um, I saw, um, the Black Label Society. They were pretty good. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I don't like necessarily like them too much. I saw Hatebreed once. They were played with, uh, did they play with, it was one of those two shows. It was either Avenged or, uh, Black Label Society, but Hate Hatebreed wasn't bad like they're kind of cool live because they're an aggressive band mm. i think there's like certain bands like that like even kill switch engage i'm not a huge fan of but like i feel like their live show would be really good i love i i mean i really just like daylight as daylight dies yeah they have a couple of good songs yeah, for sure like that whole album i like but i wouldn't i'm not like the biggest fucking stand for them you know? yeah i think that's a band that like if i saw it live it'd be fucking cool but i don't 
I'm not going to sit there and listen to it all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but in summation, there's like definitely bands that are fucking stage bands. And there's bands that are studio bands like Dragon Force where <laughs> you don't want to go see them live because they can't really do that shit accurately live. It's post-production and mm-hmm. a lot of fucking keyboards <laughs> and a lot of fucking studio work that goes into their music. But their song composition is good. You know, Dragon Force at least like puts songs together correctly. Mm-hmm. And they write catchy choruses and things like that. And they know what their audience is. If you know your audience, then you're in good shape. That's now, really what it comes down to. Yeah. And some bands focus on their audience and some bands just focus on themselves and they write music for themselves. And you get a band like Tool that yeah. only releases a project like every 10 years. Yeah. Tool's got such a unique sound too, though. And they're a band. I They play things very well live mm-hmm. as well. I don't think they're a band that's really weak in any aspect. No. I think the problem is that nobody ever fucking hears them because they're not on any of the streaming sites or anything like that. No. They used to be on the radio a lot too, though. Yeah. And they aren't, that's, I really wish they were on Spotify. That's the only band that is not on Spotify that I want to listen to. And that's a shame because there's a fucking real, there's a couple of real good songs. Oh yeah. And I don't know what else to do about it. You know, maybe I could just download the songs and maybe you can put them into your Spotify playlist. Can you do that? Maybe? I think so. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I could do that. Download it to my device or something. But that'd be the way to do it. But I haven't listened to Tool in a while just because of that. Um, but yeah, there's there's really just some bands that you, you gotta see live, and if you don't, you're you're missing out on what they actually are. And that's I think, what I love about metal bands too is a lot of them they're like they're made for moshing or partying yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean Slayer specifically is built for their live show because it's just energy. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's not. And when you listen to their albums, you're like, okay, well this is kind of the same thing over and over. But when you go see them live or something, it's the entire fucking time, the entire show, that same tempo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think cannibal corpse does a similar thing. Cannibal corpse was way more, Where they're just, they were, they were way better live than they are on their CDs. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> but they're just high tempo and then like constant growls, just brutal death is all that they are. And it's fucking that's some stuff that like you want to see live. If you listen to it on their albums, then you're just kind of it's droning on and on because it's the same thing, which is cool. Like, I like the concept of that. Mm. But some people just don't. They're not into that, which I understand completely. I don't know. Metal is such a deep genre. I think. And there's like, you know, and when I pull out of that genre and go into other ones, I see differences within blues and I see differences within like reggae and I see differences within country music. Country music now is turning into pop music. Yeah. But there's definitely depth in all those genres, but I've never observed as much depth as I have in metal. Yeah. I would say the only other genre I get that deep into is rap. Yeah, they certainly have. There's, there's a lot. Like my sister and I are huge into rap, but yeah. like, and she well, there's hip hop and there's rap too. Yeah, and then there's trap and fucking whatever else mm-hmm. you have. Like, yeah, she listens to a lot of, uh, and there's gangster rap and whatever else you know, all the other subgenres. But she right. listens to a lot of basically what's popular. 
Yeah. Which is a lot of what rap is now. It's a, but a lot of that isn't even rap, it seems yeah. like. Like, a lot of that is fucking towards, like, a... I guess it's trap music. Is that what they call it now? I don't fucking know. Trap would be more like the Suicide Boys or, like, uh, Kevin Gates. I think the rap that is popular now is, like, hype music. It's, like, hype music, hip-hop. Yeah. Like, and I think it would be different. Like, maybe if we went to clubs all the time, we'd understand it. Because mm-hmm. I think that's... It's, a, it's like a... You gotta be there... Sort of thing, maybe. It's like a Kodak moment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange because I don't think I would I don't think I would get it just from listening to it. I think that's like a thing. Like I didn't really get the Suicide Boys and what they were all about until I like watched a bunch of their music videos. Because <clears throat> otherwise, it just sounds like a bunch of like stupid edgy stuff. Yeah. Which really it is. It's really edgy fucking. I just can't handle things like mumble rap and shit like that. Now it's just not appealing. Yeah, I never got into that, really. Uh, to me, rap is, like, lyricism-based. Yeah. It's not necessarily, like... If that's, you have a cool beat, like, that's cool and everything, but I feel like rappers don't necessarily make their beats. I think they have a producer that makes yeah. their beats. They send it to them, and then the guy goes... The rapper's, like, gonna look through fucking, you know, ten different beats and be like, oh, this is the one I want to use for this song. I'm gonna start writing to this. I feel like rappers are just lyricists, mm-hmm. you know, who can do it, who can... Who can fit the words in correctly, you know? Yeah. That's why Eminem is so great because he can fit yeah. anything into anything. Yeah. But I think that's what it's, it's part of what I like about rap and part of what I don't like. It's very lyric focused, but it's also not the musicianship isn't there as much, you know, it's not like as much of a musicianship as a band that's writing a song from scratch. Mm-hmm. And when you have a producer that's just sending you things that have been made electronically, it's different. I think the big thing about uh, Suicide Boys 2 is that they make their own beats and stuff, too. So it's a way more emotional message. Sure. Yeah, I think you have to do and, that. And, like, when you get guys... Like, there's a lot of people that make beats out there, like Clams Casino and my, my friend Seth Grady is actually... He lives in Syracuse. He's written beats for, like, Kendrick Lamar. And oh, like there's a lot of fucking... Shit yeah. Like that. Like, it's surprising. And, there's a lot of people that just sit on their computer and will do it. Yeah, and they just sell them. Yeah. And it's stuff like that. It's like, you know, I'd rather listen to a guy that makes his own stuff, you know? That's why I like all the, the indie SoundCloud mm-hmm. sort of rappers. That's why or I at love, least credit the the person who did the Yeah, beat, you, know? you know, I like, like, ASAP, whenever it's something he didn't, he wasn't hands-on with, he'll be, like, produced by blank, you know? Or, you know, and it's like a lot of rap really now it's the same thing with the nba it's 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 a mile no it's a it's an what is it it's a mile long but an inch deep yeah it's basically the nba yeah it might as well be (laughs) in my opinion but i'm basically out of stuff to i'm out i'm out of ideas (laughs) well that's that's a good way to uh circle back wrapped it all up you know tied it all together wrapped (laughs) it all up yeah All right. Um, I guess that's it for this week. We actually did both of our shows this week, which is good. I'd like to do that. I mean, I'm fine. I like doing the football show, and I think... Same. I was just way too fucking tired today. I didn't have any money for, like, a Red Bull or a Monster. Yeah. I didn't make any coffee or anything. I've just been doing shit all day. Um, I'm going to try and maybe get somebody in here next week. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody, really. I was trying to get uh, Trevor from our friend's band to get on, but his schedule is so wonky because he bartends at Old City. Yeah. Well, we should get Corey and Trevor in here. Yeah. <laughs> we should get smokes now. Uh, 
All right, yeah. You can go ahead and stare that camera down, and <laughs> and then we'll uh, wrap it up, I guess. Um, yeah. I would like to get Bill back in, too. It feels like it's been I miss a while. Bill. We haven't had Bill on in quite a while. I was thinking about yeah. Cass, too. Yep. And Cody. I saw Cody the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. He's so around. I looked at Cody on. He's around. Huh. We went to the bar. Well, we'll talk to somebody. So that's it, I guess. Except Jesse. Yeah, he's he's sick. He still has a fever. Yeah, he's got a fever. Fucker. He's probably playing Pokemon or some shit. Guaranteed. All right. We'll uh, see you next week. Clear Shots is available on any of your favorite podcast platforms. ClearShotsPodcast.com is the best place to find all of our social media links. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ClearShotsPod. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.